Hey from Sweden. Welcome to our podcast, Skavi Fika. Yeah, we're here at Obe Nomo again, recording episode number four. Yes. <laughs> Last episode was fun. We talked to the volunteers in Stockholm. It was really great. And now mm. we're wondering how will we top that episode? Mm-hmm. Is this episode going to be better than the last one? I think it's very hard. Probably to not. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to be better, but we're going to have a guest on this episode. Yes, again. another guest. And yeah, he has some big shoes to fill. I think it's very, very difficult. Yeah, I mean, he needs to be as entertaining as Goran last episode. <laughs> I don't think anybody can be that entertaining. I don't uh, think people have such entertaining lives and experiences <laughs> in general. <laughs> yeah, we well. Yeah. So, Vivian, what are we eating today? I need to have a look at it. And not talk because then I get too near close to the microphone and then I'm going to be obnoxiously loud. Um, Hmm. So, I have no idea how to actually say that. I think they just say the V is a a new, maybe. Biscuit? I'm going to go Swedish with this. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, it's a chocolate cream... On top of a uh, um, uh, almondy almond butter, almond butter. <laughs> oh, but like mandlik would be because mandels probably yeah. is, is almond. Is so mandlik almondy almond, almond butter. butter is double almondy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we just are, we're making up words in English today. Yes, again, great. Oh yeah, and we're gonna have someone who actually speaks English. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh, and, and he has a British accent. Yeah, he does. Gosh, I'm gonna feel so embarrassed. <laughs> um, oh, but I think this one uh, might be what Daya was talking about. Maybe last time. Ooh, I'm go- uh, actually, I'm gonna send her a episode, and then we and can ask her. ask her if this is it, uh, because she was saying that it was a kind of biscuit with some thing on top and then the chocolate around and this kind of looks like it yeah yeah it might be so yeah it looks nice and it smells nice and i'm ready to eat some and it has almonds and i love oh i mean i love marzipan and almonds i do too the almond paste i don't know about almond butter (laughs) but it's not it's not butter it's Butter, oh, butter. it's rotten. So the the uh-huh. part, like the cookie or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, it's is, not as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True, true. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so we're eating that today. Yes, that's our our dessert. And what are our highlights of this episode? I actually have a vegan type of highlight in this. <laughs> this one. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? It means I went on a trip. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I can accept that that's a Vivian type of highlight. <laughs> it is, it is. Um, I went to Norway for a weekend mm. and that was very interesting and very fun. Um, uh, it, it was a bit of a, a road trip type okay. of thing and... Um, I, I, I was expecting Norway to be a lot like Sweden, but I feel like y- you can tell, you know, that okay. that is different. I think the the, mm-hmm. uh, the environment maybe I don't know the landscape changes a lot okay. uh, when you start going a little bit more. Like because I only went to Oslo, and mm. then 
Hull then, that is very near the, the border. Holland was nicer than Oslo. <laughs> I'm sorry if there's any Norwegians listening. No, I don't think Norwegians no. listen to our podcast. I don't think they do, but if you ever listen to it and you are Norwegian, I'm, I'm sorry, but Oslo isn't very pretty. I was a bit like, oh, oh, maybe I just have very high expectations after seeing Stockholm, I guess. Yeah. And I mm. kind of expected Oslo to be somewhat like that and it's not at all. So, mm. yeah, but yeah, I saw, <laughs> I saw a dead moose. I think that goes very well with me having <laughs> eaten the moose. <laughs> and then a dead moose as in, you know, like, like stuffed. I don't remember how to say when you have like a taxidermy type of, of yeah. animal. Yeah. And there was also a reindeer in the souvenir shop. Cool. <laughs> from <Norway>. Nice. <laughs> But I still haven't seen a live moose. Well, no, I have though. No, I don't want to hear <laughs> I it. I have. <laughs> Even though you're talking down on my moose sighting, I saw two moose when I was going f- with the train from mm-hmm. Gothenburg to Olmo and mm-hmm. that. Um, and then we drove past a moose park as well, and I saw like five moose. So I saw at least seven moose in total now. Ha. And I was like driving literally in roads that said like high moves danger. And we even stopped at such a road and we still haven't seen any moves. <laughs> you even stopped and made moose sounds. <laughs> uh, it was a moose sounds. I kind of, I didn't really know the sound that a moose would do. And I kind we of assumed that. We maybe I thought maybe, maybe if I do like a cow. <laughs> And they move out of the window that will work. <laughs> yes, I think um, oh I, I'm, I'm very spontaneous. So in that moment, it, it felt like the right thing to do. It was move or moves, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we need to check the sound the moves make, make yeah. to see if we can find some better <laughs> women moves. Out. Oh God! So next time I'm prepared. I'm gonna do the proper sound and maybe okay. I will see a moose, a live moose, because I have seen a dead one. And, and you've that, that's something so already. One. Yeah, I also have eaten a moose. <laughs> <laughs> not the same one that I saw dead, but. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Or maybe not good, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so my highlights, I guess one of my highlights probably was seeing a moose that was pretty cool, even though it was only uh, from. Uh, a moving vehicle <laughs> both and times. there was a window no, between, glass yeah. between <laughs> you and the moose and the high, high distance. Well, yeah. still saw some. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, and then, what else was my highlight? What did I do? I, I did quite a lot as well. We went to Stockholm. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, but that is so far in the past because, like, that's the mm. last episode, kind of. But mm. Stockholm was really, really nice. It was fun seeing all the others again. Mm. And, like, recording the last episode was really nice as well. Mm. No, no. Yeah. I just fun. love the, the picture that I still have in my head of, like, the 10 or 12 of us crammed into my little <laughs> hotel room, all set around my phone in the middle. On the bed. Yeah, on the bed. <laughs> because yeah. we didn't have enough chairs. Somebody but was sitting least I, over the... It, Bar, like the <laughs> yeah, Sean was Sean sitting on the, on the fridge. <laughs> yeah. But at least I had a double bed, so that was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in my room, it wouldn't have been possible. Yeah, my room was great. Oh, I can't talk today. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm not gonna <laughs> cut that out. I'm gonna let people hear this. So later when they hear Tom speaking, because Tom actually speaks English, I guess, we can feel extra embarrassed by our skills. Yeah, my room in Stockholm was great. <laughs> it was nice. And then also I went to... I did a day trip while you were in Norway. I did a day trip to one of the islands. I always want to say in front of Gothenburg, but it's not in front of Gothenburg. It's like on the coast of Gothenburg. Mm. I don't mm. know. Yeah, I don't know how to express it. Gothenburg is by the sea or by the lake? Or by the sea. It's by the sea. Yeah. I never really thought about it. Yeah, because... Because there are so many like islands in front of Gothenburg, it doesn't really feel like you're by the sea because mm. like you still always see land, and even mm. when you're on the island, like you still see like many many other islands mm-hmm. because they're all really close to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was really nice. But like I was there, the weather was really good, so there were many people. But it, still, it was like the beginning of April, and there were so many tourists already, mm. and it was really crammed at least. In like mm. the city, <laughs> I don't know if I could call it the city, but the city center, <laughs> I don't know, the island center, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was quite quite busy there. Yeah, I didn't expect that after being like after hiking for like three hours in the nature, and then there were so many people. I was like, oh God, what? you had to hike for three hours to, to get, get there. No, 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 no. I did that. Oh, okay, because you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that was nice. Mm. Yeah, but I think from what I've seen from the weather in April, when you <laughs> oh, have yeah. good weather, oh. you just enjoy it because on the two days before I went to Norway and I guess before you went to the island yeah. in front of quotation marks, you're like <laughs> Gothenburg. Uh, we had actually sunny days that were sunny but snowing, so we had yeah, blue but sky but like, snow, but snow, but like. For 15 minutes and yeah. then the weekend was really good weather yeah and then last week a couple of days later it <laughs> mm. full-on snowed it was at least like when i woke up the next like it snowed for one whole day and the whole yeah. night and when i woke up the next day it was at least like a 30 centimeters of yeah. snow i was like if i lay down in the snow i fully sink in mm-hmm. no one would be able to see me <laughs> i was very tempted to do that i didn't though should have because then i could be tell stories like Goran. Then you ah, would have a very nice highlight for this episode. Missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, but that that was super weird because the the snow just like started and it was so windy. And that day I actually was the first time and maybe to be the only time that I actually took like a ride home from mm. a colleague, uh, from my mentor actually, because I was looking outside and being like, uh, maybe I'm just going to do a few an hour extra or something and wait for the weather to get better but I'm really glad that he offered me a ride because if I had waited one hour it It would have gotten worse because it kept on getting worse and then the next day in the morning when I walked to work I guess Mm -hmm. it was around the same time as you there was a lot of snow but it wasn't snowing anymore and I get to work and it starts snowing again and it snowed for more like four or five hours it was so much snow I guess Sweden never got the memo that we are in spring now. Yes. <laughs> oh. yeah, that that was. Let's hope that that was the last snow. I mm. think so. I think it might have been. Yeah, they say that sometimes you can snow like randomly up to May. No, which would be very no. very weird. I don't think that's true. I hope I think it's that's not a lie. true. 
That's a lie. <laughs> it is not true. Good thing I still wear my snowshoes every day because yeah, I, I, do yeah, I, I, I I'm, I'm not wearing prepared. them today, but most of oh, the time no, I, I am always because you never know. Ready. You never know. The snow starts and it doesn't stop. And yeah, that's you need to be prepared. So now we're here with Tom, one of the previous volunteers. So maybe you could start by introducing yourself. Um, well, my name's Tom. Well, my real name is Thomas Hughes, but everyone calls me Tom in at least English-speaking countries. I'm 22. I was born in England near Manchester in a little town called Macclesfield. Mm -hmm. That's like maybe the size of, I don't know, has 50,000 people living there, more or less. Mm -hmm. so it's bigger quite, than normal. It's bigger than normal. It's about five times or more, but mm -hmm. it's not quite cast that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, so I, uh, when I was eight, my parents decided to move to France, and I obviously moved with them, and I've uh, lived in France ever since, uh, for about 13 years now, I think. Mm -hmm. 14 even this year. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, then I am now in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> and because we always have Fika while recording our podcast, we normally ask our guests, what is your favorite Swedish pastry or dessert or sweet thing? Well, I don't know. I've, I like lots of sweet things. <laughs> but um, I my favorite is definitely the little biscuits that have like raspberry jam in the middle. And there's like a layer of cream between the two biscuits mm -hmm. called Singuala, mm -hmm. I think. And I have a chocolate version as well called Ballerinas. Mm -hmm. And both of those are definitely my, my mm. favorite. I bought a packet at lunchtime and <laughs> I was going to save them for here, but they're not left. <laughs> I feel terrible. But <laughs> yeah. I feel like I haven't tried them yet, so maybe we can try it in the next podcast. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you used to be a volunteer here, so could you describe what you did when you were here? Um, and yeah, maybe also say when you were here. Okay, well, I was here... After I've always been volunteers in Ormol, but there was a cutoff between the 2020 volunteers and the 2021 volunteers mm -hmm. because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And so we came, instead of coming for a year, we came, I came from six, for six months from March 2021 to the end of August 2021. And I worked at Europe Direct like Vivian does now. Mm, so you were the previous Vivian. I was the previous Vivian, yeah. Okay, or maybe Vivian is the new Tom. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we will know by the end of this who they remember better, huh? Yeah, we'll see who goes to the Hall of Fame of Europe Direct. Definitely <laughs> 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 you, but okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, so you're working at Europe Direct since Vivian already talked about what that is in a previous yeah. uh, episode. I think we don't need to explain again. That might nope. be a bit repetitive. Yes. So, why Sweden and why this project, like Europe Direct One? Well, I study foreign languages and communications in France, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do as a master's. And I, in July of 2020... I finished my bachelor's and I didn't, because I didn't know what to do, I took a year off where I worked a bit and then um, I worked in a chocolate factory for Christmas and so after that, after Christmas was passed, I didn't have anything to do mm -hmm. uh, and I was very fortunate, I had a, a, my boss told me about 
volunteering and that it was possible and stuff. And mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know if I'm, I have the money for that. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, am I not paying you enough? And <laughs> 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 then, then he said, explained how it was free and stuff and that, mm -hmm. um, how his wife was a teacher and knew about it and told her students about mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I had a look and I... Uh, I thought if I'm going to go to a foreign country for like six months, I don't want to go somewhere I've already been, mm -hmm. like all the countries that border France. So, mm -hmm. I, so I started looking like um, further straight away. Like I, I, I only applied for two, even despite being told to apply for loads because you know, mm -hmm. I applied to one in Bulgaria that started like three days later. So they never answered, which made sense. <laughs> um, but I applied for, for this one in Sweden and I applied for Europe Direct because... Um, I had studied the European Union and how it was created and stuff for a whole semester and I thought I know something about it and maybe I could learn how more about because I knew the history of it and I thought maybe this will help me mm -hmm. know more about what it's like now and help let other people know as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when thinking back to your time here now, is there a memory that stands out? Is there like a highlight? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I really enjoyed my time here, despite it being like, we had lots of, everything was, most communications were made by Zoom or from a distance. Mm -hmm. So none of my highlights are really like going to a school or anything <laughs> like, but um, I really wanted to see Moose when I got here. And everyone knew that at the library where the Europe Direct Office is pretty, pretty swiftly. Mm. And um, so with a, Victor, the three, the my mentor men from yeah. Drifusant, yeah, yeah, exactly. Who was uh, Lally, Lally and Flora's mentor as well? The two volunteers that were here at the same time as me. He took us to um, a part of the lake that goes in a bit, and people mm. refer to it with a slightly <laughs> vulgar <laughs> term, which I won't describe. Which I'm, if you look, yeah. we don't want to bleep that out, so we <laughs> better not to say it. Yeah, if you look at the map, you could probably <laughs> see what I'm describing. But we went all the way to the tip of it, and um, <laughs> and we found, and uh, in the, yeah, just like at nightfall at like 10 p.m., and there we saw like mm -hmm. eight or nine moose, and that was my highlight. And we got a bit confident, and I got out the car and chased them and tried to touch them and stuff, but they, they weren't. This was a very high-ranked sighting of a moose, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, because I have been here for more than six months and I haven't seen any moose yet, so I'm a bit annoyed by this whole episode when people just talking <laughs> about all of the <laughs> moose sightings. Well, you need to ask your boss. He's the one who knows where they are. Uh, he did say that maybe we are going to do a little moose safari eventually, So, but I, I don't know because, you know, yeah, I don't know if he will remember he said that. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, yes. Um... And then, did you know that you wanted to come back while you were here, or did you only think of that after? Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> this podcast is always kind of chaotic, so. <laughs> um, or did you only think about that when, like, uh, returning to France, and then you can say also why did you come back and what made you come back? Well, yeah, I knew I wanted to come back as soon as I left, because I felt like I was only here for six months mm -hmm. because comparing to volunteers in the past who were here for a year I felt like I didn't have as much time here especially because like Europe Direct is based on visiting schools and stuff and doing lots mm -hmm. of things in person with children teenagers 
and uh, I never got to do that. I did like Zoom presentations on Zoom, and uh, yeah, on Zoom to like classes full of people on the screen, and I couldn't mm-hmm. see them, and it was really not the same. But yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I um, I went a bit off track there. <laughs> but um, I I knew I wanted to come back not only for like the job and stuff, but I really liked Sweden, and even though almost small, I did really like it. Mm-hmm. And I got along really well with my roommates as well. And that, so that was like saying goodbye to them mm-hmm. and the people I worked with. And I actually really liked what we do at Europe Direct. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bit more suited to me than working in the chocolate factory, even though I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really felt like I was, um, it felt like home for a bit. And I really, yeah, knew I wanted to come back. And leaving was very hard because mm-hmm. I broke my ankle. Three months before, so uh, three, three, it was actually really hard. Yeah, it was really hard. <laughs> three weeks before I left, I broke my ankle at football training, so um, so I had to get like carried everywhere, and people had to drive me places, and everyone was really nice with that. And I actually imagine people carrying you on that chair. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> well, like, I had crutches, but it was Swedish summer in quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really hot, and I would just like, I would arrive sweating everywhere or I would be driven somewhere and then start sweating once I started moving around by myself <laughs> yeah but it, it, it was hard leaving for yeah, many reasons but um, mm-hmm. even physically mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you were back here for what reason or how did you come back with it? I don't know well my time in normal came to end prematurely but it was also a good timing for uh, when my the master's degree that I eventually chose because mm-hmm. I during my time in normal I also applied for master's de- degrees in France mm-hmm. um, so my master's started about a week after I got back mm-hmm. so I did that straight away and it's uh, again international communications and languages mm-hmm. and um, they straight away said that they wanted us to do a two-month internship from March to for, for the for the months of April and May, mm-hmm. and uh, I they wanted us to either go to an inter- go to another country and work in communications, or uh, work in a French communications agency, but that would deals internationally with mm-hmm. international clients mm-hmm. or has a foreign communication, and um, and so I asked my teacher what she thought about my professor, what she thought about. Um, me going back to Sweden and she said well you can't just go back just for the sake of going back you'd have to do something in communications and mm-hmm. thankfully due to the people I knew here and they very kindly found me a position so I now I am um, if you're interested in knowing what I do now <laughs> I uh, help with like a uh, social media at the library mm-hmm. so like cultural communication here in Ormwood um, and I'm also going to be helping out at a place called Nerko which is Nering Slivok communication mm-hmm. which is something to do with business and communication I think mm-hmm. um, in fact I know I'm sure of that <laughs> um, <laughs> it sounds like I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> no um, yeah well, I, mean, well, may, I don't exactly know what I'm going to be doing yet because I've only been here for a week but mm-hmm. I'm going to be probably helping with reaching foreign tourists and how to get more people from Central and Southern Europe to Ormol and um, mm-hmm. how to communicate to the different generations and through which media and mm-hmm. Uh, what content interests them the most and stuff like that mm-hmm. and try and help um, yeah both the library and Netco with a, yeah the digital strategy basically mm-hmm. yeah so I think you kind of 
already answered our next question in a way. But it would be if your internship is in the same field that your volunteering project was in. Um, well, EuroDirect is kind of distribution of information. And yeah. I did communicate a bit with the sister cities that Bournemouth has. I don't know mm -hmm. if you do that still, Vivian. Mm -hmm. I don't. <laughs> oh, but it was fun. You should you should try it. You should try emailing emailing them. See what they say. <laughs> okay. There's one in America. There's one in South Africa. Potentially soon. There's one in China. One in Germany. I think as yeah. well. Um, so I enjoyed that. But um, no, it's not. It's not the same thing. This is more about yeah media and how to use it. Whereas the volunteering was kind of like I would do whatever I was needed to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Should I? Mm -hmm. Okay, the next question is a big question. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> How or in what way did the European Solidarity Corps change your life? Well, <laughs> I could probably talk about that for like half an hour, but... Um, I mean, you can talk about it for a bit. It's okay to... Yeah. <laughs> well, hmm. I'd say it changed my life in three different ways. I have to think of three. No, <laughs> no, I know. Um, like I was profession like you <laughs> No, like it changed it professionally, mm -hmm. definitely, and then culturally, kind of, and definitely personally. Mm -hmm. Professionally, because I had lived in France for thirteen years, studied in France, learnt about everything in France, and despite studying languages and communications and stuff, I, I knew a bit about Spanish culture and I knew a bit about UK culture. Mm -hmm because I lived there, mm -hmm. but I was very, um, like, I didn't know anything about Scandinavian culture, and I, um, and yeah, and the, the field that I'm going to be working in, hopefully, is internationally orientated, and uh, before coming here, I didn't really have any experience abroad, apart from, like, holidays, but they don't, they don't teach you as much as mm -hmm. when you live or study or work in a country. Mm -hmm. Um so professionally, yeah, having, like, on my CV, it doesn't just say worked in a chocolate factory for, <laughs> for two months or as a cleaning person in a hospital. It says, like, yeah, I was a volunteer for an inst for a European Union institution, <laughs> <laughs> at least funded by it, uh, for six months. And I, I can, over time, I'll probably say that I worked for the European <laughs> Union and that I was... <laughs> like an, an interface point for the European Union in Sweden and stuff. And mm -hmm. I, it, can, it, can, it can sound really impressive. And, and yeah. on a CV, of course, in a few... It's, it's about how you spin it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and so on a CV, it sounds it sounds super impressive, you know, Europe direct. It's like, wow, mm -hmm. Europe, on your doorstep. <laughs> there you go, on the lay and on the phone. Yeah, and uh, so definitely professionally it was nice. And it also showed me that, like, because all the workplaces in France... And if there are any French people listening, I don't, I don't mean this. Well, I do, but um, <laughs> they can be a bit negative and hierarchy. Hierarchy? Am I saying Hierarchical, that? Hi is it? I don't know. Hierarchies, like the oh. different, um, like, uh, yeah, you, you often get talked down to a lot of being a cleaning person or mm -hmm. by, I don't know, mm -hmm. doctors, for example, or people mm -hmm. who are higher up mm -hmm. in the order and um, I came to Sweden kind of expecting that too but like the, the library at least was where we work um, I noticed that it was a lot more yeah a lot nicer and that, it, that I kind of got it into my mind that working was always was synonymous with kind of like tension and constant like little conflicts with people as it happened in France mm -hmm. again I haven't worked in every single company in France so mm -hmm. I don't know 
but here in Sweden certainly I felt like um, yeah more, more comfortable at work and that was mm-hmm. nice to mm-hmm. have the, the, those working methods and if I can bring them back to France that would be great I would love to try it but um, mm-hmm. yeah and then I said two more points you I told you this after the Cultural. and, and personally, personally yeah. Yeah. Well, well culturally yeah because I am um, I feel like Swedish people are good with conflict and um, working at the library was something, but also at football. The football team here in Normal have lots of, have lots of um, Muslim players and lots of players that have recently moved to Sweden. Mm-hmm. Same as me from Somalia, Syria, mm-hmm. Iraq. And um, yeah, talking to them, we kind of, you know, every conversation you have with someone like that. Brazilian people, I'd never met anyone Brazilian mm-hmm. like you. Um, <laughs> Nicole, but the football coach was Brazilian. Yeah. And we had some Brazilian players as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like talking to them and you kind of get to know how people work and how they interact with you and and so yeah culturally I uh, I can say I've met like people from every continent kind of and mm-hmm. that's that, oh, that's yeah, really that's really nice yeah <laughs> so I feel like I, I don't want to go too uh, on for too long about it mm-hmm. and and personally because I was um Oh, well, can, can we get deep on the, on the podcast? <laughs> it depends on how to. deep you want to get. Um, um, no, I, I, I wasn't my best um, time personally. I wasn't uh, feeling great before I came to Sweden. And I get, and the going to another country was kind of like a... It was going to be a fresh start for me. Mm-hmm. In that respect, and it, and it was. Mm-hmm. And it was I couldn't have asked for anything more, really, because I liked going to work, and I liked coming home to see my roommates. Mm-hmm. And I liked going to football to see other people, and I was constantly in lots of different environments, and I loved them all. So mm-hmm. it, uh, it made me have a much more positive outlook on life. And I went to France for seven months, and it slowly disappeared again, obviously, being mm-hmm. in France. Mm-hmm. No, I'm kidding. Again, <laughs> France is all right. I'm, uh, I'm really going after it, but it's just that it's not the same as in Sweden. I feel like this episode, I already apologized to the Norwegian people for saying that Oslo it is ugly. ugly. And now you have oh, to no. apologize to the French people. Oh. Because but no, no Norwegian people listen to our podcast. Well, yes, the French people yes. do. Um, well, well, if you're the first Norwegian listening to this podcast, Please welcome here. <laughs> and don't listen to the others. <laughs> and if you're French, well, um, yeah, obviously I love French people. But, um, yeah, there are some work environments in France that can be difficult to work in, whereas in Sweden I found that they were a lot easier. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all I'm saying. So I would say that, I guess, your experience in Sweden lived up to your expectations, huh? and would you do it again? Um, well, it definitely lived up to my expectations. It actually surpassed them, because I was expecting not to get along with the people I lived with, mm. and now they're still some of my closest friends. Like, I've been to Germany to visit... Mm-hmm. Um, Flora and I've been um, planning on going to Spain soon maybe to see Lali and Lali is coming to Ormod tomorrow mm-hmm. so she's coming back as well mm-hmm. um, and would I do it again? I kind of am doing it again through mm-hmm. this internship because I'm working sure. in the same workplace par- like partly mm-hmm. and um, it's the exact same period that I was here last year mm-hmm. and the uh, same weather and <laughs> yeah, the and, April uh, weather yeah, I'm seeing all the people again they're, they're kind of like why are you here? Because they kind of expected me to go to France and never come back because maybe people who live in Ormol don't see it as I do. They don't mm-hmm. maybe value mm-hmm. it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all think I'm a bit 
strange for coming back, but I stand by it. <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely do it again if it was volunteering. But I, I feel like I would be scared to do it again because I would, everything was so good the first time, I feel it mm. maybe wouldn't be the second time, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are lots of opportunities that would have been as good, but mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, then lastly, do you have any advice for people thinking of doing the European Solidarity Corps? <laughs> do it <laughs> it's, it's 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 really good and i, I know um of course not 100 percent of people are going to have great experiences as i consider to have had well mm-hmm. i really went for it on that sentence um <laughs> yeah it can't it can't be this good everywhere i guess mm-hmm. but um i was i would say definitely do it try um there are opportunities that can suit everyone, can suit all types of careers in some way or another. Maybe mm-hmm. like what I study isn't exactly in line with Europe Direct, but it all helps. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know lots of people are hesitant and people get lots of pressure on from parents, teachers, everything the, for them to be dis- for themselves to be already decided on what they want to do and what they want to study and to do well in that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of a way of taking a a breather and a little break but still staying active and bettering yourself and building like a, I don't know a network and building mm-hmm. it, it helps in every way I think mm-hmm. and it does yeah the six months where I didn't know what I wanted to continue studying mm-hmm. helped me realize that I wanted to continue in communications and so now I'm doing that and I'm very happy I did that I took a year between the two because mm-hmm. if I'd have studied yeah, I feel like if I was to study during the year where I maybe wasn't feeling great at the beginning of the year, then my life would be a bit different than mm-hmm. what it is now. Mm-hmm. And that's thanks to the European Solidarity Corps. We're not getting paid to... <laughs> <laughs> we're not, I mean, like, we're promoted but not sponsored, I guess. Are we, though, considering... No, we're not no. sponsored. We're supported by we're Eurodesk and Eurodesk. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the word, support. Yeah, they give us a thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, no, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like I'm being paid to <laughs> advertise it. But I, I would really advise it. Like, yeah. we should have someone come on that like hates their their, their job and opportunity and stuff <laughs> no? just to, to compare <laughs> the points yeah. of view. But no, I I would definitely recommend so it. To you the other side of the coin. Yeah, maybe. we have to find a volunteer that didn't enjoy their time. Maybe <laughs> mm. might be difficult, but yeah. I think they'd be harder to find. Yes, I think yeah. so. So, Tom, one thing that we always do in our podcast, in our episode, I don't know if you have, you listen, listen to them, if you haven't listened to them, shame, well, on gonna, you. Yeah, shame on you and you're going to be put on the spot now. We always talk about something that is kind of typically Swedish and you might think is maybe a weird thing. It doesn't need to be weird, just, but normally, yeah, and very typically Swedish, if you can think of anything. Something that's very typically Swedish. Yeah, it's mm. a kind of weird, typical Swedish thing. Gonorrhea. <laughs> what? They have their own strand of gonorrhea here. What? Pff, I can't remember. It mutated into something called Swedish gonorrhea. I'm guessing it's not something to do with an STD. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought of. Uh, they have a really smelly fish as well. Oh, you mean the surström? Yeah, do they have, do you have surström here? Mm, I, I mean, like... I know it's from Sweden, mm. but I haven't had the opportunity of trying it. Okay. But I will in May. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allergic, so it probably kill me in every way. Um, yeah, that, mm. that's how to get rid of me. Um, <laughs> do I have to guess what it is? No, 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 no,
something I think is typically Swedish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it isn't Vika, I guess. Hey, you can we talk about that. I mean, yeah, we did. I mean, no, you kind no, of explained what it is, but <laughs> our podcast is called Skagi Vika. Something that is typically Swedish that they only do. Um, getting super drunk once a week. Having no alcohol, like, kind of all week, and then mm-hmm. boom, like, Saturday or Friday comes and they go, like, crazy. Whereas in Central Europe, it's a bit more, like, a bit every day. <laughs> <laughs> what about France? Oh, yeah, a glass of wine the soir. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so here, so you are not used to the idea of drinking only once a week, and you think that's very Swedish? <laughs> <laughs> no, I sound like an alcoholic, but yeah. To me, no, no, no I don't mean it like that. I, I was speaking like about that. it with a yeah. friend once, and uh-huh. he and he explained how mm. how he thought it was crazy that people would have a beer every day because the alcohol never leaves your body. Mm. You, he would rather just once a week forget his own name, <laughs> drinking than 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 have alcohol constantly in your body. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, I think he knew more about it than me. So yeah. <laughs> I said, uh, mm. And I've never encountered that in Italy or the United Kingdom or Spain, for example. Mm, yeah, yeah. That idea, once a week, you really go for it. Mm. And I will, if I think about it, I doubt you for Brazil. It's not like the once a week Korea also. It's not the once a week, neither is Portugal. So maybe it is a very Swedish thing. Mm. I don't know if it's... Obviously not every Swede will do it, probably. Mm, yeah, but, yeah, of course. But um, he seemed to do... Yeah, that's just... Yeah, like... Mm. If, in France, you can go clubbing... Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm. and find a bar on the Sunday as well. But mm-hmm. here, I feel like no one really does. Yeah, but we're in it's probably all better. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but mm. it's, it's it's my friend had lived in bigger places as well. Mm. He lived near Stockholm for a while, so mm. you know it's mm. interesting. I haven't gone out drinking in Sweden or partying or stuff like that to actually have an input on that and and see because when we were in Stockholm, I think we went to a bar maybe. Once, yeah, and it was a Saturday. No, it was a Friday. It was a Friday. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, true. Because Sunday we're returning, so we didn't want to go out on the Saturday. Mm. Well, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're German. Oh, well, you're German. <laughs> yeah, but huh? Yeah, because then it was a Friday, so I guess it, it was normal. There were quite a few people at the at the bar and out at night. But then I have never tried during the week to see. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, um, um, yeah, I was going to say the only time that I drank more than once in a week was when I was with Spanish or French people <laughs> in Sweden. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, I feel like uh, maybe mm-hmm. in bit bigger cities, like students and stuff drink mm-hmm. more often. But uh, yeah. uh, the, the, the idea that you, yeah, the 100% focus mm-hmm. on one night of the week is mm-hmm. something that to me is, I don't know why that's the first thing that came to my head. Mm-hmm. But I guess that that's the point of this whole segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Although I guess we do try to think about it beforehand, since we do it every month and we need to think of something every month. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not doing it anymore. this time because today it was the time of our guest to talk about <laughs> yeah. the weird, typical <laughs> Swedish thing. And after that, what do we normally do again? We write the dessert. Yeah. So now. That's why you had to try it as well. Okay, yeah. right. Okay. You're, you're going to rate it with us. Okay, is that got a 10 with stars or? Yeah, it's from, from, it's from 1 z- to zero, zero, I guess, zero, 10. 0 to 10, yeah. 10, 10 being the best. Okay. 
Are you like super generous with the marks, or do you? Oh, you haven't listened to the other episodes. I'm not, I'm not all the way in. Mm-hmm. 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 We are not gonna help you then. It's it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can start. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'll explain my scale so that you know how I would do this. Okay. For me, okay. a one is like licorice, <laughs> or like a one is like something that you have in your mouth and that you don't want to swallow. <laughs> Like poskmust. Like <laughs> I don't know if you tried poskmust or yulmust. That's that we could have talked about that as well. Mm, oh, this. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna cut this part out so we can talk about it no, in a different episode. Just, no. Yeah. So that's a very typical Swedish thing. Yeah, and uh, it's not my favorite thing. Mm. But yeah, one is something you want out of your mouth as soon as it goes in, and ten would be like ah, oh, singuala ballerina biscuit, and this is a solid. <laughs> 6.5 because I'm not mad on like dark chocolate okay. mm. or anything that's really super chocolatey because I think mm. it's a bit rich but these what what are they called have you already explained what they are yes we have yeah I, w- I would give them a 6.5 to a a low 7 maybe mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. do you want to go here or do I <laughs> yeah. go I think we're a bit more generous yeah because for me that would be a 10 yeah I think these are really? very good yeah Ten. Com- comparing yes. to the other, I mean, like nothing is better than um, the cod caca <laughs> okay. that was Again, pepper caca we're flavor. About yeah, the same thing. Yeah, we started way too strong, and that will never leave my mind. It's mm, not nothing can be as good as that. But if you remove that one, this is definitely the best yeah. that we had. Yeah. Considering only had other three, including this one. Yeah. But I think so too. I think this is one of my favorite sweet things in Sweden, counting the ones that I have more like home, like the chocolate balls yeah. and the, the puncherullet and stuff like that, this yeah. is better. Yeah, and actually, because I think we didn't mention it in the beginning of the episode, but that is the thing that Daya was talking about as her favorite thing mm-hmm. in the last episode, and she was mm-hmm. saying that the ones that um, she tried were with caramel, Yeah. Um, so there are different flavors, I guess. Yeah, I have to find a coffee shop to sell them and sell different flavors of them and try all of them. Uh, yeah, but there are, there are some cafes in Ormol. Very nice ones. I don't know if you've been to the one on, I think it's called Hjeltegatan. Which one is that one? Okay, um, it's the one... Um, is it the corner one? No. It's the, the one, one by the lake. That. The no, one past no, the that. one past that. On the street between Grivuset and the walking street, there's one called... Some, some Marielle's kitchen. No, never been to that one. It's the best one. Um, yeah, so I guess we're coming towards the end of our episode. Yay! Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, it was my pleasure. Yeah. Yes, hopefully this is going to be as good as the previous episode and as entertaining. Mm. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes. Talk, Talk to you, dog! dog. And see you next time.